welcome back to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. I'm your humble Laboda host. Whoa, didn't like that disrespect right there, but I'm past it. Ian, two E's. And with me, virtually, to my right, we have Kyle with a K. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's your boy with a K. My pulse was raging during this movie. I don't know about you guys, but it was not. <laughs> I was just spit out my liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how's it going, Kyle? What what you been up to? What you been? I know you've been playing a lot of video games, why don't you? Give us a rundown uh, about that. Maybe, no, I've been doing nothing. Uh, but a movie or two? Horizon Zero Dawn. And let me tell you, I was a little hard on it last week. Very so, Guerrilla Games. I apologize. It's it's an okay game. The ending, the ending made up for the forty nine thousand hours of repetitive gameplay I had to get through to get to it. So. Um, I'm excited though for the second one, which I'll probably play at a later date, but no, I haven't, uh, watched any movies. I don't think, um, just mostly been playing the old horizon, almost got it platinumed. And then I'm going to get into another game that Brennan just bought, which I'll let him talk about. But, um, yeah, that's it. Weak sauce. Brendan also joining us virtually. Wait, what was what was week's loss about it? Uh, your amount of content in that week. Oh yeah, because I have a life. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you rate that game on a scale from one to ten? What would I rate Horizon? I'd give it a yeah. solid seven point five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was enjoyable. Was it worth yeah. the time and effort? Um, considering it broke up the uh important adult stuff i had to do during the week and yeah it was it was it was fine it was good was it worth the 40 hours no <laughs> would you have given it a 7.5 last week no i would have given it like a 6.5 mm. uh as like first party playstation games go i mean ghost of tsushima gives last of us a run for its money but Last of Us is still my favorite. Ghost of Tsushima is like right there. And uh like Infamous, I even enjoy more. Um there's Ooh. a bunch, but uh which which infamous? Any of them. Uh but Infamous 2 is the best one in my opinion. Horizon's good. Um I don't like I, I get the hype, I guess, but I think it's mostly people that are just so far up PlayStation's ass that they like anything that they put out, kind of like you and Asian films. Um <laughs> but it's it's okay. It's okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No um no Sly Cooper on that list though. Huh? Oh, I've never played Sly Cooper actually. Really? I know. I know. When Sly Cooper came out, I was like getting down on Silent Hill and like mm -hmm. way I I don't know, it just it, it skipped by me. It skipped by me. Same with the uh, Jack and Daxter. I never played those. Um Spyro Spyro, I did play the shit out of, but that was you know earlier. That was like PlayStation True. One yeah. day, so yeah. I was like peak uh, peak PlayStation at that point. But if Spyro is in your top five for top three for PlayStation exclusives, you need to grow up. 
Anyways, Brendan. <laughs> How you been? What you been up to this past week? Uh, I have actually consumed a lot of media. I've I kind of hit my threshold for last podcast on the left. It's been fucking up my dreams. So I've decided to kind of scale back the amount of them that I've been listening to. Uh, it really got to me, especially the uh, the episode on Joseph Mangala, one of the dudes that uh, experimented on Jewish people during the Holocaust. Um, that was a really dark episode. Um, so I just watched a bunch of horror movies instead. Um, there is a game that I do want to talk about, so I'm just going to rattle off real quick the movies I watched. Um, the new movie Fresh. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, of that. Yeah. yeah, I really want to watch it. I don't know where it's... Or actually, it's, it's on uh, Hulu, Hulu now, right? Hulu. Yeah. God, I just canceled my Hulu subscription, too. Fuck. Uh, it's... Fresh was... I just kind of put it on not really expecting much, and it kind of blew me away. It was the the script was fantastic the the directing was was solid um the acting was just wonderful um i highly recommend that movie um that's good to hear dom really wants to watch that movie too yeah and it, it has uh the girl in it daisy edgar jones i believe her name is she's uh i've been seeing her pop up and stuff lately she's uh she's really good um I watched the 2008 Kiefer Sutherland vehicle, uh, Mirrors. Vehicle? (laughs) (laughs) You've never heard that? No, I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. Um, And my takeaway from that movie is Kiefer Sutherland and I take pills the same exact way. See, I'm bad at swallowing stuff. I'm so good at swallowing. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um so i have to crush up my pills when i take them and that's how he takes them in that movie um, you have to crush up every pill that you take yeah what about like a uh, vitamin pill what about a what pill like a nyquil pill do you just uh, go for I, the so, yeah i just go for the liquid yeah dude same i <laughs> cannot get that thing down my throat can't do it it's a fucking horse pill things the size of my knuckle um yeah. So yeah, Mirrors was fun. I remember watching it a while ago, uh, but I enjoyed it. And then I, one of you guys recommended or brought up uh, the Hulu uh, Clive Barker Books of Blood. Oh, we covered that on uh, mm-hmm. the Hellraiser episode? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You should go back um, and listen to that Hellraiser episode, people. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <go> <laughs> um, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, it wasn't good. Uh, but there were some really interesting moments in it, I would say. What was uh, one interesting moment? So one of the characters has misophonia. I believe that's what it's called, which is uh, pretty much a phobia of the sounds of chewing. Mm. And I'm pretty sure I have that too, because when I hear people chew, I kind of want to rip my fucking ears off um, <laughs> so I, I really connected with that character especially when she rips her ears off i'm kidding she doesn't do oh no, i was kidding. like whoa no. <laughs> i was like add it to the watch list um and the other thing that i've been watching is i finally started twin peaks 
for good and i'm not gonna bail out like i've done the past few times i'm five episodes in uh absolutely loving it kyle mclaughlin is a smoke show Mm -hmm. um it's uh just an all-around fantastic show it's weird as hell um I, I saw someone describe uh, Dale Cooper as uh, idiosyncratic, and I don't know what that word means, but I feel like it's perfect to describe it. Um, but yes, Do you know anything what, about what happens in the return? Or like, are you going in like completely blind? Uh, so I feel like at one point, someone I heard someone say that a person named Bill is the person that killed Laura Palmer, but I Wait, do you that... not know who killed Laura Palmer. No, no. <laughs> um, I have a few, I have a few guesses. I can't um, believe that hasn't been spoiled for you. That's awesome. But so it's not bill. I'm not going to say shit. Okay. Well, but can I, I, am, can I I'm tell you who my two hyped. guesses are? I'm very hyped. Yes, you can, but I'm very hyped that you don't uh, know who killed Laura Palmer. Um, so my two guesses, and I feel like one of these, they're trying to hint at it, even though it's completely wrong. Leo, um, that's my first guess. But I feel like for David Lynch, that's too obvious. Uh, Leo's so funny. He's so angry all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he's a piece of shit. But go ahead. I I feel like it's going to be a twist where it's either Big Ed or Leland. Um, those are probably the two that I think are more, uh, more David Lynch. Well, yeah, you're uh, (laughs) definitely watch Firewalk with me after season two because it'll spoil all that. But and um, before the return, and before the return, and return is like david lynch let loose man it's wild oh, I it's a wait. it's a wild fucking ride that return dude so uh, i'm excited but the I'm game for you oh, anyway yeah no i'm i i have two articles i have to write and then i'm going right back into the show um but the game that i need to talk about the game that i played in a pitch black room starting from 4 a.m to 6 a.m and <laughs> gave myself ungodly nightmares Wait, last for, night for two hours jesus is martha is dead this one's been on my radar it's okay so i the thing that really pissed me off about it is that playstation censored it i don't know i don't know if, if you heard any of that news no. um no like yeah, so, over like other consoles is that what you're saying well so Two weeks before the February 24th release, there was a press release that came out saying that Xbox and PC, um, the digital and physical copies are releasing, you know, the day, the the 24th. But for PlayStation, they only got a February 24th digital release because PlayStation forced them to go in and censor out extremely graphic scenes. What? So, yeah, so I don't even think that the physical copy for PlayStation, it might have come out at this point of recording um or when when this episode goes out the physical release will probably be out but uh so i i'm i am gonna write an article about this but i'll just kind of give you my my thoughts um playstation ruined my experience of this game because it it's very cinematic and it's less of a game and it is like a full experience like i would recommend either playing it with your 
4.1 Dolby surround sound or um, with headphones on and the volume pumped all the way up because the soundtrack is so atmospheric, so terrifying. Um, the sounds in this game are so intense in the, the images are so uh, the, the censoring that they did was on um, topics of mental health, like suicide. And there's mm -hmm. a few extremely graphic scenes. So when I loaded up the game, I went right into the settings and I turned the censorship off. And so I started up the game and you're immediately hit with four. I it was either three or four different warnings saying this is extremely graphic and you click x for okay and then the next screen says um are you okay with subjects uh talking about mental health and suicide and you have to be like yes and then it puts up the suicide hotline number and then you have to click okay damn and then it, yeah and then it gives you like one more fucking warning it's like are you sure you want to turn the censorship off and I'm like, yes, I am buying a rated mature horror game. I think I know what I'm getting into. You don't have to coddle. You don't have to baby me throughout this whole fucking process. I know what's going on. You're like, if you give me one more warning, you're going to have to give an additional warning for people that may kill themselves while <laughs> going through this warning process. <laughs> um, and so there's uh, I'm about two and a half, maybe three hours into the game so far. And there's about four specific really fucked up cutscenes and you know what they do through those cutscenes at the bottom they put a giant fucking box and it says skip triangle throughout the entire horrific cutscene there's a huge box down there that says skip that's and lame dude I, I could understand at the beginning of the scene putting it up for two or three seconds so i'm like hey if i want to skip i can press triangle but no but also like if you go through those you know prompts in the beginning saying that you agree to like go through all this they shouldn't have those in game as well exactly it's yeah. it's it's really unfortunate because it kind of takes you very much out of the experience of the game so purchase on xbox gotcha yeah, um, but I will say there are a lot of performance issues. Uh, my game bricked about five times when I was playing it. There's there's a bike riding feature in the game to get around fast. And if you hit like um, like a, a block that you can't physically step on, there's a good chance it'll just brick your game. Damn. Um, okay. So well, so be so beware. Uh, there are some serious issues with it. They'll probably patch that hopefully soon. Yeah, I read um, as like as uh, recent as like March third or something. They put out a huge patch that was supposed to fix a lot of those issues, but I guess it didn't help everything. Yeah. So so just beware. But otherwise, it is a terrifying game i cannot tell you how scared i got maybe it was just because i was in a pitch black room and it was dark outside and i had my headphones blasting in my ear um but uh yeah i was terrified all right so, well, Brent, brendan ask me how i'm doing uh, yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> wait why can't but, i ask you how you're doing? because we just covered brendan uh, oh shit yeah you're right it'd be, it'd be a weird transaction you know so even though the demons in our Wi-Fi may be trying to stop us, Ian, what have you been up to? Hey, Ian, hey, so what have you been up to? <laughs> it's like we're being pulsed. 
right now. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I purchased video game. I'm going to start with video game. I purchased Elden Ring. Been playing that. Um, I'm about nine hours in and have not beaten the first boss. But yeah. um, I heard that game's easier than The Last of Us. Is that true? Easier than The Last of Us. <laughs> it is. Nice. It is actually. Uh, one more um, good characters, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, that's fun. And movies, movie-wise, um, I've been watching quite a bit of uh, HK films. I watched two last week, pretty infamous ones. One that is banned in... I'm trying to find it right now. One that was banned in Hong Kong. And then had like a serious edit where like 90% of the movie just isn't, just didn't make the cut. It's called Dangerous Encounters of the First Kind. And it's by the same director as, I don't know how to say his name. It's Sui Hark. Sui Hark. The guy who did uh, Once Upon a Time in China, Double Team, um, Knock Off, Once Upon a Time in China 2. <laughs> that guy um and then i watched the new mutants brendan yeah you, you haven't seen this or you have no i have not i heard that it was a, a horror x-men thing and i got excited and then same. i heard nothing but bad things about it also same neither of you saw it though no, no. i'm a huge x-men fan and i still couldn't i couldn't bear to muster up the will to do it that's unfortunate because I, I really wanted to have a conversation with you guys about it because it's, uh, I don't know, I, don't, I, I, I guess it just completely missed everything for me. Like the story was very lame and boring and the acting was really, really bad, especially your girl, Brendan. She, was, she probably had the worst acting out of the bunch. Um, no offense. She's probably great in other movies, but um, that one, it, you could tell like she just didn't want to be there. Um, Arya Stark though. Arya Stark is that the the little one? The little one. She <laughs> yeah. is the one from Game of Thrones. Yeah. The, yes. Yeah. She killed the. Or like, Spoilers. Know, <laughs> she didn't kill anyone. All right. <laughs> she had a needle. Needle. Yeah. 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 That girl. She she actually had some really really good acting in that in that movie. She was like the only one. But uh, other than that, the movie was a complete flop in my opinion, and I could not think of anything that i liked in the in the movie at, at all um were the uh like did they have any cool scenes like i know you said for the most part there wasn't any cool scenes but <laughs> as being an x-men fan like did they show off their powers in any cool ways or not really there wasn't because they didn't go into any backstory for anyone's powers and they didn't explain any of the powers Get. um well I, I guess for one or two people they did but um the person who had the most unique gift was your girl brendan and they didn't do anything with her like what was her on your girl for the cast or for, like for the listeners who, oh, who, who you're talking about anya anya taylor joy yeah that girl oh okay so from the witch last night in soho yeah gotcha she a lot of very... people's girl oh, like, yeah i was gonna say a lot of people's girl. <laughs> uh what, what was her power in that I don't know, man. It was it was very unique, but like it was too much. Was it like she could power? summon this 
arm armor with like a lightsaber and she could also go into this demon world I, it was i don't know that sounds pretty cool sounds cool it does but like i i don't know how it worked or like didn't you say she seemed kind of op but she was kind of weak towards towards the end for like the end boss gotcha didn't you say that she's like super racist in it or something super racist oh yeah she is yeah because the main protagonist is uh native american i guess yeah and she's just like harking on her the entire movie and it's really annoying (laughs) it's like we get it you hate indians cool (laughs) jesus but um i don't even know why she's like doing this weird european accent like i don't know if it's a russian ukraine I, i don't know those are really bad um, <laughs> countries to pick from. <laughs> Those are really bad countries to pick from. But like, you know, in that area. Uh, yes. What two places are at war right now? Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> you mean the people that speak the same language? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's probably why I picked them. But yeah, really, really bad example. Like we're like. Latvia and and Russia. I'll go with those two. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I watched da, 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 Evil Dead Trap, which was fantastic. Kyle, you also watched it, but you didn't mention it. How how come? Uh, I actually kind of forgot about it, which is like a <laughs> testament to the movie. I guess. Wow. Um. Uh, yeah. No, I did watch it. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Evil Dead Trap, nineteen eighty eight. Great year. The year I was born. Um. Yeah. I have not stopped thinking about that movie. It's um its third act is absolutely insane. The most insane third act in a slasher movie. God, you're so dramatic. Um <laughs> is it not though? So I was sitting there on my couch scrolling through my phone as I do. And the little the little letterbox thing goes bleep bloop bloop blah blah because you know I <laughs> unmuted it you know I unmuted the channel I was like you know what I'm gonna get back in the game here so um, I see this pop up and you know Kyle your boy with a K loves his slasher movies love him mm-hmm. and so I see that you watch a Japanese slasher which I haven't seen a lot of Japanese slashers um, so already already intrigued already intrigued and. In the um, in the uh, description of your um, review, it says, and I quote, uh, that being said, this has to be one of the most, and I'll go ahead and quote the original review, not the one you've changed it to. That being said, <laughs> I corrected it. This has you know, people to be make mistakes. Of, I corrected it for you, though. This has to be one of the best third acts in a slasher movie that I've ever seen. So immediately I started thinking, wow. What good slashers have good third acts like Friday the 13th, you know, not going to spoil it. Uh, Psycho, not going to spoil it. Uh, Deep Red, not going to spoil it, right? So I keep I, I keep thinking of all these best third acts in a slasher movie. <laughs> and I go, you know what? If this is one of those, this has got to, you know, stand the test of time and be something special, right? So I started watching it. And uh, it's got me. It's got, it, it's got a tooks, you know, tooks in from the, uh, from the very beginning. I won't lie. The soundtrack is good. Uh, the cinematography is great. The great. acting, the acting is also great. Um, yes. And then we get to the third act. You know, I've been waiting the whole movie for it. You know, I'm waiting <laughs> for this best, this best third act of all time of any slasher movie ever made. And it kind of just falls apart. 
it gets overcomplicated. And I think I, I said it to you um, talking through Discord is it's one of those movies where you have to start to self-explain the plot for yourself and make a lot of assumptions. But it does get wacky, and it is pretty fun towards the end, but it is definitely not the type of movie that I was expecting to go into. Um, but instead of being like pleasantly surprised, I was kind of bummed out um, by the, like the route it took. But it was, it was fun. It was a fun 80s movie. Yeah, the beginning, like, snuff footage um, that was sent to her, like, that looked pretty real. Yeah, all the close-ups of the gore. Yeah, was... with, the, with the flesh being cut and the eyeball thing. That was I guarantee you they used, insane. like, probably, like, a pig or something for the close-ups. You think they used actual skin? Mm, maybe. I mean, they might have used movies prosthetics. Do. But back then, like, I could see them, like, doing, a, like, a close-up on, like, a, like a, a pig or a dead animal or something. Mm. I could be wrong. But. That's that's probably what made it look so real. Yeah, exactly. Because it didn't look fake. It looked like real no. skin. So I'm assuming that it was probably like a like an animal. Yeah, even the eye. Even the eye thing. Yeah. That was insane. And as we know from the film The Eyes of My Mother, cow eyes have like the exact same structure as human eyes. So could have been like an animal's eye that they punctured for the shot. True. Very true. So I give more props to that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> for, for cutting open real eyes. For cutting open a real animal's eye. Dead animal. Right? Not a live animal. Not a live <clears throat> Allegedly. Allegedly. And then I purchased that movie. And Kyle, you didn't mention any of your physical media either. Oh, right? yeah. Because yeah, there was no, a Criterion sale. Yeah. I didn't get anything uh, on the Criterion sale, though. So. Oh. Didn't, weren't you the one that posted the, the sale on the Discord? Yeah, I thought that somebody would be interested in it. And you were. You bought stuff, right? You know, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I, bought, I bought one movie. I bought one movie. There you go. You're welcome. Which, which was my first uh, Akira Kurosawa film, Dreams. Good movie. Haven't seen it yet. I'm saving it because I know it's going to be a special moment. Um, and I also bought the Evil Death Trap. Unearthed? You should, uh, you should eat an edible before watching Dreams. Dreams? Is it that kind of movie? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very, very beautiful, colorful movie. That's interesting because he's mostly known for like his black and white films. And I think he only has like a couple ones that are in color. Let me make sure that I'm... Yep, yeah, I, yeah I'm... I'm... Yep, uh, we're talking about the same thing. Uh, very colorful movies. It's really good. Like, we're talking Dario Argento's Suspiria? Colorful? No, I'm talking like natural colors that exist within nature. Natty colors. Natty colors. Interesting. All right, cool. Um, I think we're going to go into a... Uh... <laughs> shifting gears here and we're going to that <laughs> i thought you were trying to land a plane or something <laughs> time travel section time travel section time travel section <laughs> time travel section that was my segue to that to that uh segment uh 2001 kyle don't say it but uh good year <laughs> i almost said <laughs> you know, the only people who would say that are you know diamondbacks fans 
the Taliban. (laughs) (laughs) Brendan. It was a great movie year, though. It was a great film year. Um, Some movies that you might have heard of. I'll go over the top 10, which you could go all the way down to like... 50 and still i mean geez i'm looking at the list right now it's it's like 100 that you you would know but uh top 10 we got uh, lord of the rings fellowship of the ring is that the first one yes grossing 163 million dollars number 10 number nine are you guys fans of the lord of the rings movies who isn't is there a person that doesn't like this uh i mean it's fine yeah, it's I was gonna fine. say Brennan doesn't like Star Wars, so there's a possibility he couldn't like Florida. No, I, I I think that technically there's some of the most brilliant movies ever made. Like the way that Peter Jackson pulled off what he did in the year two thousand and one and so on. Like I give him so much respect for that. Yeah, especially King Kong. That was a pretty good movie. Um I think it is the underrated what yeah, a lot of pe- a lot of people hate the the peter jackson king kong movie oh that is true that is true a lot of people hate it um i think the lord of the rings trilogy is probably the best trilogy in my opinion i would have to agree with you no I mean, you're forgetting about the blood and ice cream trilogy Oh, you're right. And Sleepaway <laughs> Camp. And Sleepaway Camp. I forgot about that one, too. Thank you. But there's like five Sleepaway Camp movies, so... Eh, there's like three. Nah. Technically four, but I don't count that one. All right. Number nine. We got Hannibal. Number eight. Planet of the Apes, which is... Who, who did that one? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. It's the worst one. The worst Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, it's a Planet of the Apes movie with Mark Wahlberg. Enough said. Keep going. Enough said. <laughs> I like Mark Wahlberg. And then we have number seven, the best Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park 3. It's got the pterodactyls, dude. Got them pterosaurs, baby. And the Spinosaurus. Come on. Get out of here. Number six, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> number five. <laughs> they, were, they were really trying to chase that Saving Private Ryan fucking money for sure. Yeah, I don't know why I laugh with that movie. I mean, it was a pretty big hit. I mean, almost two hundred million dollars grossing. It was a huge hit. Yeah, That's... huge hit. Had a a pretty good cast from what I remember too. Um, to... Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, um, right? Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, who's the is other it, guy? Uh, Cuba Gooding, isn't he? Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. No, is he in that movie? Pretty sure he is, yeah. Oh. I thought he was in the one with the uh, the real life like scuba diver guy. You're getting a Pearl Harbor Radio? movie mixed up with a scuba diving movie? Like, <laughs> like Navy movies. Oh, okay. So it's a military movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Number five, The Mummy Returns. Oh, banger. It's a banger. It's a banger, yeah. Jet Li. Wait. My boy. That's not the Jet Li one. Is it not? No, no. That, oh, uh, that's a second one. Returns You're right. The second one, yeah. You're right. That is a banger, though. Number four, Rush Hour Two. Is it better than Rush Hour One? I think I determined that it is. It is. Than one. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I haven't seen them in a long time, so I can't comment. But I take your word for it. As being I watch, the yeah. re- uh, resident Rush Hour um, fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I watched them back to back once to determine like which one was better because they were at the same level for me. 
Um, and Rush Hour 2, I would say, is is the better film. You need to record yourself watching one of these like Japanese action films one of these days, because I just want to see what like your physical reaction is when things happen. Oh, dude, more so with like uh, Hong Kong or Thai films. Okay, just because yeah, anything. The the um the the stunts are just insane. Like sometimes I actually like stand up in my seat, like, oh shit! I, yeah, I, I know you, you do. To, yeah, like I think you need to start uh. Uh, keeping with you a let's fucking go counter and then yes. every time you say it you gotta you gotta mark it down so we I know do like, say that a lot. like oh my god this movie has 10 let's fucking goes versus which are two that has 14 let's fucking goes so it's obviously the better movie yes. oh my god i love that idea thank you for that um number three monsters inc Probably the best Disney movie ever made. Oh my god! <laughs> god, uh, fucking Evil Dead trap all over again. I'll tell you though, um, Monsters Inc. is probably my favorite Pixar. I'm pretty sure it's either between that, the original Toy Story, or A Bug's Life. Like those are my top three, and they change any given day. So, okay, fair. Brendan, any comment? Monsters Inc. Uh, it's a better energy resource than gasoline. There you go. Child screams. Number two, <laughs> one of the best animated films of all time. We got Shrek. Yes, uh, I agree. Shrek is amazing. No comments angry. from Kyle. Somebody must call me. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an instant classic, and it'll go down that way. So yeah, instant, fantastic cast, unreal, unreal cast. I miss Mike Myers so much. Yeah, but back when he used to do good stuff, not like the fucking Love Guru or whatever. Well, he's not dead. I know he's not. And that's why I'm saying I miss his him. career is though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, he was in. Uh, he had one of the best uh, parts in *Inglorious Bastards*. Which I knew that was two thousand and nine. I knew he was going to say that too. I knew he was going to say that. That came out. I knew he was going to say that. It was like a thirty-second fucking scene. <laughs> He's like, that was probably his best performance. No, it, oh no, that was that was like a five-minute-long scene. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's was a no. little longer, but you know, it's a great scene, though. It is a good scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. Sure. And number one. Starting the mystical series filled with magic and wonder. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yoda wizard Harry. That's about it, huh? <laughs> well, I do want to also give mention to one of the best video games of all time that released that year, which is Silent Hill 2. And it's horror related, so Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2. One of the best. Still remains. One of the best Japanese horror games ever made. And then I'm going to list off a couple couple horror films, and then we'll get into the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Uh, we got The Others, Hannibal, Devil's Backbone, Each of the Killer, Pulse, Jeepers Creepers, One, Jason X, Suicide Squad, Session 9, 13 Ghosts, yeah, and Session many, many more. 9. So I really have to ask, because this is the second episode. The second, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're a horror podcast. First and <laughs> I honestly and keep forgetting. Your time. I, I just, I'm crunching time because I realize, oh, it's like, like 30 minutes and in. rush hour. But you literally blow past all the horror movies. And I'm just curious, what's the creative uh, choice behind that? 
because we do we cover the Fangoria Awards, so we're gonna talk about those movies in depth, like with those when we go over them. So I just wanted to give like an overview of like who could be winning, you know, like thoughts in mind for what could be like what could we see coming to the awards. I realize that you just pulled that that answer out of your ass right now, but I respect. I totally do. Go ahead, continue. Thank you. And ready that chainsaw, Mitch, because we're going into the official Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Best actor. Make the noise. He does the noise for you. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted a cue for you know. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Best actor. Anthony Hopkins winning for Hannibal. Pretty fair. Pretty fair. Do you guys, are you guys, did you watch all the Hannibal movies? I think there's like uh, five. Red Dragon, right? Hannibal, Signs it, of the Lambs. And then Hannibal Rise. Well, he's not in Hannibal Rising. No, he's not. So and the then, three I've seen are the only ones I've seen. And Hannibal, I wasn't like a huge fan of. Yeah, it's honestly no, my Red, least favorite. Red Dragon is the best one. Yeah, I like I agree. Red Dragon more than, than Hannibal for sure. Got a boy Ed Nort Ed Nort in there. You got and Ray then, you got Ray Fines, he's fantastic. Pretty fine. Runners up. I like <laughs> you heard the dog bark in between <laughs> silence. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, runners up, we got Johnny Depp from Hell. Have you guys seen that movie? No. No, but I heard it's good. I Never even heard that movie. Yeah, it's Jack the Ripper, I think. Oh, yeah. does he play Jack the Ripper? Oh, Jack the Ripper. No, I think he. Uh, <laughs> that that was a good impression. Right? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think he's like maybe hunting Jack the Ripper or something. I'm not entirely he's sure, but I've heard it's a pretty good movie. Okay, I've heard. Right. It's, I've like I've heard it's one to watch. Do you know that there's heavy speculation that Jack the Ripper was actually a woman? I've heard that before. I have not heard that. Thanks you call her Jackie that. the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> was that a better? <laughs> Did you just pull that out? I just pulled that out. That was, okay. good. That was a good one. I'd give uh, it 7.5. Jeff Daniels for Chasing Sleep, another one that I've never heard of. I didn't know he was in a horror movie. I didn't either. Chasing, Chasing sleep. sleep. Looking at a... Oh... I mean, the cover looks like a 90s-ass fucking movie, even though it's yeah. 2000s. But... It's on Tubi, which is your favorite platform. Uh, it's uh, it's no a lot better than Pluto. Platform. There you go. It's, not, it, it's officially not the worst. Yes. It's officially not the worst. Yes. Uh, it, ben Mullen for Session 9. Brendan, oh, I know that, you like that movie. Oh, right? my God. That movie's so fucking good. Holy Heavily shit. Heavily inspired Silent Hill 3. Still haven't seen it. Oh, it did. I can't get I can over how much I like that movie. I, I it's it's a pretty good movie. I oh, you've you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's got a good cast. It just didn't take the direction that I thought it was gonna go. Yeah, in, yeah, no, but, that's um, fair. The twist at the end was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got best actress winner Nicole Kidman for The Others. Which I think I've seen that movie, but I don't remember like any of it. Same. That's, that's fine. Same. Fair enough. Uh, we got Emily Perkins for Ginger Snaps. Unfortunately, Don isn't here. Her we have Don. not Don, but yeah, Don. Also, never Did I say Don? Don. Yeah, you... no, I think you said Don. Oh, yeah. But... 
<laughs> Either way, you know. N M, same thing. Uh, we got E he, Sheena from audition. It's she's the she's the girl. We'll get into that movie uh, next episode. Oh, and then I we have forgot that's our next one. Julianne Moore for Hannibal. I forgot she was in that one. And then we have best limited release direct to video film. Ginger Snaps takes the win on that one. We have Shout Co- out Don. Covent. The Covent. Have you guys seen that? The Covenant. The Covent. The Covent. The Convent. 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 <laughs> Convent. Those ends get you. <laughs> Have you seen that one, Brendan? No, no, no. Don't even know what it is. I don't either. Audition, session nine, and the Devil's Backbone as runner-ups for that. Best makeup. We have thirteen ghosts. Yes, absolute banger. Yeah, beating beating out the competition, which is. I don't know if I totally agree with it. Really. Yeah, it, it beat out Jeepers Creepers and Ginger Snaps. Wait, you're I telling mean, me I they can't... didn't want to give a pedophile an award? What? Which one's the pedophile? Uh, uh, v- Victor Salva, the guy that wrote and directed Jeepers Creepers, is a convicted pedophile. Oh. I mean, like, comparing just the monster from Jeepers Creepers to the 13 highly stylized ghosts is pretty... I mean, I think it's a no-brainer to go with 13 ghosts. Oh, that's but... a really good monster in Jeepers Creepers. It is. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then best score goes to Hannibal. Pretty understandable. By Hans Zimmer. So. What? Hard pretty, to beat Hans. Hard to beat pretty Hans. Pretty notable guy there. Um, beating out From Hell, Ginger Snaps, and Joyride. Okay, Joyride, not that bad of a movie. Not at all. It's a good movie. Paul Walker. <laughs> I'll say uh, it. I forget. Isn't Steve Zahn's not in that, is he? Yeah, the guy from Strange Wilderness. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Walker, Steve Zahn, and I forget who the girl is. Or That Thing You Do. Fucking classic. I still have not seen that one. That's a good movie. I remember I you got you were going to show me that movie, but we watched like something else instead. I don't think you would like it, to be honest, but it, it is... I don't know, like, if it's your style of movie, but it is directed by Tom Hanks, I think. Tom Hanks? I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. I could be wrong on that. Directed by John Dahl. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. But yeah, um, no, no. That Thing You Do is directed by Tom Hanks, yeah. Oh, That Thing You Do. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. What the heck is that? <laughs> Writers J.J. Abrams and Clay Tarber. Yeah, we're talking about two different things. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best screenplay Ginger Snaps Beating out Hannibal Audition And The Devil's Backbone The Devil's Backbone Did not win a single thing I'm just happy to be nominated <laughs> <laughs> Probably because Del Toro sucks. Just saying uh, Best supporting actor Goes to Jonathan Breck Jeepers Creepers uh, Ian Holm From Hell And then Federico Lupi from The Devil's Backbone. Do, do, have you guys seen that movie? No. No, okay. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't either. I don't think um, 
I know it's like rated pretty high though. And a lot of a lot of fanboys of uh, Del Toro love that movie. Uh, best wide release goes to Jeepers Creepers, beating out the others from Hell and Hannibal. And then the worst film, uh, I'm gonna give you guys. It's down to four choices, but I'm gonna give you guys three. Okay, uh, we're gonna go with The Mummy Returns, Valentine, and Hannibal. Valentine, Valentine, yeah. Yeah, for for no- worst, right? That's a yeah, no brainer. for worst. Is it that bad? Have you guys seen it? I've never seen no, it. No, but the cover looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like a generic straight-to-DVD kind of movie as far as the cover goes, but Dom used to watch that movie a lot as a kid, so she says she has a lot of nostalgia for it, but um, I've never seen it personally. Oh, it's got Angel, right, from uh, the vampire show that she likes? I don't know. I, I haven't even looked at the cast, but when I told her that we were doing 2000 Slashers, spoiler alert for next month, uh, <laughs> she said she wanted me to pick that movie as one of them. And I was like, mm. yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see. About that. <laughs> All right. yeah. could, could I just say real quick, one of my favorite 2001 horror movies, and I think I've talked about this movie quite a bit, is uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah, I really wanting to watch that. I heard also, it's an absolute banger. Also known as Le Pac de Lue. Uh, I didn't know this, but the the animatronics were done by Jim Henson. What? Yeah. No. Well, way. It, by the Jim Henson's creature shop, but mm. still. I didn't. That's really even know the movie warranted animatronics. So. Yeah, and it has the dude from Iron Chef in it. So. Gordon Ramsay. No, mm-hmm. uh, Mark DeCascos, the the host of the show. Oh. The Iron Chef, is that the one where it's like four contestants and they give them the ingredients and then they... No, it's one contestant uh, has to go up against one of the three master chefs that are like big time chefs. So there's like Bobby Flay and a few others. Yeah, so they have to cook against the, the good people. I have not seen that one. The good people. (laughs) <laughs> the good people the OGs I'm just happy to get nominated <laughs> the professionals uh, my favorite part of this episode alright and I think that's about it let's get into the movie shall we unless uh, we get any more technical difficulties we are covering 2001's Pulse directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa who's very highly known for this and his 1997 film cure i question the uh the age there because i i don't uh have it up but the, those two movies are um i'd say his his biggest hits um he started out in pinky films oh. just saying uh then moved to v cinema which is um uh, just a Japanese term. It means direct to video. Um, so, but it's it is different over there. It's more like creative and less um, B rated gotcha. than than we do it. Um, but uh, yeah, movie grossed three hundred eighteen thousand worldwide. Pretty low. I do not have the uh, the budget. It's it, it 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 is pretty hard to find for these uh for these movies because there's like 
very limited information. But uh, that's a pretty low income. Yeah, that, that's not good at all. No. Especially spawning a American remake. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I didn't I didn't take the gross into account, but it, it's weird that something that made this little amount of money went on to spawn. Maybe, the only thing I could think of is like the D, the VHS and sales and stuff were pretty good, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but this was like an era where Japanese remakes were just being pumped out. Yeah. Um, there was actually a re-release for this movie in America on DVD that was accessible six months before the remake came out. Oh, so I, that was I wonder how that's a cool thing. Yeah, I wonder how that sold. Probably um, well. I don't know. Well, what Magnolia, year is the American remake? 2006, I believe. Yeah. Have you guys seen that one? I have. I have. Um, I have and I remember as a kid, it scared the shit out of me. And I think when I went back and watched it, it was not as effective. But that was also, like like you said, that was around the time when they were doing a bunch of remakes of J-horror. Like with The Ring, The Grudge. Yeah. And I think just the style of it, like The Ring and The Grudge, this, the remake scared me. Damn, Kristen like, Bell was a smokehouse in that movie. <laughs> well, she's just a smokehouse. Yeah, it's true. Actually, how did, how did she end up with a loser like Dax Shepard? Though apparently like, he's a great guy. He seems oh. like a great guy. They don't. They don't. Without a paddle, dude. Andrew. You ever seen that? Yeah, great it's movie. A good movie. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Wait. So, so what's your beef with him? I've heard. <laughs> I've heard nothing. But he's a great guy. Uh. Well, first of all, he doesn't wash his children. He says that he waits for them to smell before giving them a bath. That seems like something he would joke about, though. Yeah, I was no, going to no, say that. No, that seems no, like a joke. They, they were not joking because then Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher doubled down and said, we do the same thing. That feels like something a bunch of celebrities would get together and like have an experiment over. Just be like, let's tell the public that we don't watch our kids and see what happens. Uh, he is great in idiocracy. I will also give him that. Have you guys seen that? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I have not. Go That's away. I'm baiting. <laughs> uh, i guess we'll just jump right into it i I'll, I'll i'll share my first thoughts um first uh because i just want to get it off my chest but this movie didn't really you're breaking up ian am i am i still breaking up ian you're breaking up am i still breaking up hello I can't even hear Brendan. Oh, I, I was I was oh. just waiting for you to speak. I can hear you now. Okay, yeah, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I'm going to get to my first thoughts. Uh, but this movie did not click with me. I thought it was very... I, I was very hyped up for this movie because all I see on uh, Letterboxd is nothing but good reviews. Um, so I was expecting something that would be pretty scary, maybe um, creepy. Uh, at most, or at, at best. Um, but what I got was um, just very meek, boring, slow film that didn't need to be two hours long, but it was. And I was 
constantly looking at my clock and waiting for this movie to end. Uh, that being said, it's not a bad movie. Uh, the theme and the, the meaning behind the movie is just not for me personally. And Brendan, your first thoughts. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. Um, I do think that it was a little too long. Uh, the pacing was a little bit off, uh, editing-wise, I would say. Um, uh, a lot of the reviews that I was reading about this director, uh, people say that he constantly has an issue with good storytelling, and I can kind of see see that with this. Um, that being said... I was really, really creeped out by it. The, the like, uh, deep fried videos that uh, pop up on your on the the screens of the characters, I thought was really effective and chilled me quite a bit. Like the the forbidden room where the dude had the bag over his head, that got me. Um, and so I don't remember the American remake all too well, but it's interesting very rarely i think do you see a supernatural film that affects more than just the cast if if that if does that does that make sense a supernatural film that affects more than the cast yeah because usually in like a ghost film or something it's just like your few main characters that are being affected targeted or, yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and no, I, I the entire world yeah yeah um and i thought that that was just a really brilliant thing to do um and also the the motif of like the red tape i thought that was uh it really popped and it brought some like really foreboding color to it so every time you see something red you kind of you kind of get on edge a little bit so i really um i really liked that so yeah I, i i enjoyed the movie i almost wish they doubled down on the fact that like it was happening to the entire world because um I didn't really notice Ian, you're more breaking and more up. people. Damn, Ian, can bro. you repeat the last thing you just said? Uh, I didn't really notice when people were disappearing. It's still happening. Fuck! It's, yeah, it's still happening. Is it just the internet? Let us know when you're back. How am I supposed to let you know? Is he gone? Did we lose him? What do you mean? Uh, I still see his name up on my screen. Ian, either? Yeah. Okay, you're breaking up, though. Well, I don't, I don't know how to fix okay. that, Kyle. Okay, you're good now. Okay. So your thoughts about the um, it happening to the world, I think, is where we left off. Oh, yeah. I almost wish it doubled down on the fact that it was happening to the world because um, I, I didn't even notice, like, throughout the scenes, more and more people were missing. Because when they were saying, like, oh, it's, so, it's such a lonely place, there's no one here, it was more at, like, nighttime where I would think it, there wouldn't be a lot of people out, so it didn't really um, cloak with me there. But uh, Kyle, give me your first thoughts about Pulse. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I have a really big soft spot for these early 2000s films and the, like, the way they're filmed and the color palettes they choose. It's very, like, grayed out and colorless. I don't know why that appeals to me during certain movies, but 
Um, I just have a lot of nostalgia for things like the original ring and things like that. And it's it has like the same color palette almost as that original film or the American film. At least I haven't seen Ringu, but um, I think the movie was shot really well and the cinematography was really good. There was a lot of um, it was so going into this movie. It, I'll back up a little bit. I was I went into it completely blind. I didn't know anything about the film, like anything about the film at all or the director. So I didn't even know what the premise really was. And I um, I bought it from a local record store near me because uh, I knew we were doing the movie and it was a good price. So I bought the Arrow video edition that they had, and that's how I watched it. Um, but going into it, I was really expecting something more like The Ring, very horror, very uh, spooky, scary. Um, that's not really what I got. Like, I didn't think any of this movie was scary at all. But it was very um, uncomforting at moments and uh, a little unnerving, but... None of it was really scary. I don't even know if I would classify this movie as horror, to be completely honest. But I did enjoy the movie. And I do agree with you both that the movie was too long. I think that was its main kind of detractor for me for from giving this movie a higher rating. Is that, like, I don't think the pacing was, was uh, to my liking. But I did enjoy it uh, more than I was expecting to. So. Yeah, I, I agree with most of that. Uh, I I was debating on whether this would be like an actual horror movie or not. It's it. I'd say it's more like a, a drama mystery to me. Yeah, I actually went through like a range of emotions while watching this in the sense that like I went into it, started watching it about 45 minutes in. I started to get kind of down on it because it wasn't horror mm-hmm. to me. Like I, I was Same. kind of Same. I was getting kind of bummed that it wasn't spooky and scary. And then the more it got into it, I kind of got more engrossed in what was happening. And I kind of flipped and started enjoying it for what it was presenting and what it was. And um, in the end, it, I actually I, I like what it is. And the fact that it's not super horror is fine with me. But that's just what I was expecting going into it. All right. Um, what do you guys think of the, like, early wide shots, almost like the characters are being watched from a distance? Kyle? So, um, I mean, the cinematography, um, I, I didn't really notice a lot of wide shots. I noticed a lot of tracking shots, which is what I liked the most about this film, is it followed the characters really well without it breaking um, scenes and cutting them up. Um, I really like how it, you know, followed the characters in and out of rooms and through buildings and from changing scenes without changing actual cuts. Um, I thought he did a good job at that. And the wide shots, I didn't necessarily see a lot of, um, or at least take note of a lot of, but, uh, I really like the way he worked the camera with following the characters around and tracking their movements without like breaking the scenes up. That's the main say, t- takeaway I got. I say wide, but more like distance. Um, like when the group in the beginning, the the camera is behind the glass of the shop 
and you can yeah. see like the lettering from the outside. I thought yeah. that was cool. And then yeah. um, when uh, one of the people from the group went to go investigate the actual uh, crime scene, I guess the suicide scene. Mm. Um, and then you have like the random shower curtains, which made for a cool shot, but I don't really, uh, I didn't really see the reason for those. Well, I just like, assumed. Like I just I just assumed that was like a a tarpish thing to kind of cut off the kitchen from the bedroom. Yeah, that's what I assumed as well. Okay, I mean, but the it, that that makes sense. That makes sense. But no, I I I also I really do like that shot. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed is uh, he likes to put even though you guys might not consider it scary, I do. He likes to put the scary thing deep in the background and he makes you search for it. Um, and it really makes you study each frame top to bottom. Because uh, when she goes into the apartment, uh, you don't necessarily figure out that there's the silhouette of a human back there because you're kind of more watching what she's doing when she comes into the apartment and then slowly as you start to look up and study everything you see like the subtle outline of someone in the back um, yeah i agree with that he in, kind of like plays with your your senses and being like yo i know you think you're supposed to be focusing on this character but kind of take a look around for a second <laughs> you know it, i, I what I didn't think it was very subtle. Um, it was it was actually pretty noticeable for me, and uh, I think that took away from it being as creepy as it could have been. Hey, well that that's fair. People people view things differently. I because I've I've I noticed many times he would put the ghost deep in the background of a shot, and then uh, he would have them. So like that guy, he slowly stands up and then you're like okay that's definitely someone or when uh the dude walks into that first red tape room and he looks down the hallway and underneath the stairwell you see the ghost that slowly starts to move out like he it, he has like this uh habit of burying things in the back so maybe you'll see it and maybe you'll see it right away and you'll be focused on it. Or maybe you'll be focused on something else in the frame. And then you noticed something slowly moving into the frame. And I think that for me, that's what added a lot of subtlety to the horror. Okay. Okay. Um, what did you guys think of, like, the irony of doing back-to-back -back films where there are <laughs> internet tutorials? <laughs> I, I one of my notes is do you remember when you had to put in a disc to get the internet <laughs> i do that <laughs> yeah. aol disc yeah. man <laughs> uh, i wonder how many of those are still in landfills oh so much and like dude so much nostalgia about looking at the chunky ass keyboards and shit mm -hmm. i'm like oh i love it i love it so much it takes me back to a simpler time i did not grow up with that so i i cannot relate um yeah, that's that's a little little behind my time, before my time. Um, what'd you guys think of uh, my boy Ryosuke? Ryosuke, is that his name? The guy with the like the turtle shell necklace and the the bro looking guy. 
What was his character name? Yeah, what was his character name? Oh, uh, Kawashima. Kawashima? Oh, that's his last name. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call him Kawashima. Are you talking about the guy who wore like a, a whole, like a Hawaiian shirt in every scene? Or yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I have in my notes that that passes the fit check. And <laughs> if I was his age around that time, that'd probably be what I was wearing. I feel like that's what you. No, nothing stopping you. It, honestly, yeah. Like I had the whole puka shell necklace, and I oh, had the God. fucking yeah, dude. I had it all, uh, dude. In junior high, seventh eighth grade, I rocked the puka shell necklace. I rocked the fucking. Did the you have spiked hair? Huh? Did you have spiked hair? I did have spiked hair, but I never doubled down and went with the bleach tips or anything. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, man, that was that was. That was how we dressed back then. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the truth, yeah. I'm trying to think of like what my generation went through. That was like kind of embarrassing. Well, not really embarrassing, but like yeah, yeah, yeah just kind of embarrassing definitely like, that. A, like a sign of the times. Yeah. Did, yeah. Were Were you part of the Abercrombie and Fitch generation or the Hollister? I don't think so. Oh, okay, that that was my middle and high school was. Tight American Hollister Eagle. t-shirts, American Eagle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a thing for sure. That that was right after me though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what my uh, generation did for that, or my my year, my grad year did for that. Um, but if I I remember the Abercrombie and Fitch thing being more like a um a, in, in like Scooby Doo, like so like nineteen nineties, late nineties. But to answer your question, I I, I like that character. Um, uh, I actually liked all the acting in this movie. Uh, there wasn't one one bad apple in the bunch, in my opinion. But he was an interesting character to follow, and he was relatable in a lot of ways. He was innocent in a lot of ways, but also um, he kind of played that that uh, that person that most people can relate to that doesn't believe in an afterlife and is kind of uh on the side of you know thinking that like ghosts are real and all that kind of stuff so i mean i related to his opinion about a lot of this stuff more than any other character in the movie yeah i think him and and the the woman that he was with were haru. the strongest in the film what, what was her name haru haru h-a-r-u-e haru yeah, they they had some great dialogue together and um, really pieced the the story. Um, the, I actually really... wish the other story didn't even exist. Like the other three people weren't even in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It it, it did seem almost forced, right? Like yeah. the like the two characters that we like. It seems like they could have just had the movie about what they were going through completely. I think that's where kind of the pacing fell apart and the length of the movie is that they felt like they had to tell these two separate stories, which added another 30 to 35 minutes of context that we didn't need. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but I, I really liked the relationship that uh, that Kawashima and Haru were slowly starting to build in like that, that, emotional kind of gut punch of him just kind of going from being this loner to starting to like fawn over this girl and then you know the the ghost stuff starts happening to her and he you know races to her apartment and he's like we can live together you don't have to be alone like all this stuff like that that really got me i i thought that that was that was really sweet and done very very well 
yeah, it's ironic that um, he was lonely at first and then found someone, but she just never got that connection and she stayed lonely. So at the end, he died lonely. That goes with the theme, yep. which you said you weren't really a fan of though, right? It doesn't relate to me personally, but I did like the message and I like that it could relate to other people. And it probably does relate to a lot of people, majority of people. Do you guys want to talk about that? Like what you guys interpreted of the movie and the themes or whatever? Yeah, we can get into that. Um, Brendan, did you want to start? Internet bad. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that I didn't look less... I, I, I think I looked less into the themes and the actual content of it because I was so, and I hate that I'm saying this again, but I was so enamored with each shot that I was studying it frame by frame. So I think that I enjoyed this movie more visually, I would say. Um, I get that, yeah. Because I was just, I was trying to pick up on, because ev every shot had so much going on that I just kind of stared. I, I mean, obviously, I, I paid attention in the movie, but I found myself at multiple points just like staring at the screen because I was just uh, so impressed with the the filmmaking. That's how I was with Perfect Blue. And uh, uh, my, my favorite bit of filmmaking in this is when uh haru runs away from kawashima when they're on the train train and she, yeah, yeah and she, mm -hmm. so she goes back to her apartment and uh all she has like 10 different monitors and you know videos start popping up on each monitor and then it just cuts to like one of the the main monitor cuts to a live shot of her and she turns around and you know you see her turning around in the monitor as well and when she starts to walk towards the the ghost that's in her room, the camera is uh the camera's facing her, and then the camera turns to the monitor, and then it like cuts to her face, and then back to the camera, and then the camera moves again. And there was there was so much like uh, chaos going on that I thought that it was one of the most effective scenes in the movie. If if yeah, you was... remember that scene. Yeah, it was going from, like, the perspective of her, what she's seeing, to the perspective of, like, what the ghost is seeing, to the perspective of what, like, the computer's images. It's mm -hmm. It was really trippy. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. What about you, Ian? Uh, for themes? Yeah, just themes and scenes you like and stuff. Oh, well, I'm going to talk about... Uh, well, I'll, I'll do the theme. I'll do the theme first. Um, it's... To me, it came off as a um, heavy theme of eternal and um, evident loneliness. Like, we're born alone, we're going to die alone. And you haven't situation. seen Donnie Darko? I have. Oh, okay. Why? Oh, that's like one of the main lines in the movie. You're born alone and you die alone. Oh, damn. I, I did not get that. I'm sorry for the ripoff, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, something that I can't really relate to. I, I like being alone, and I, I actually prefer it. But um, And it takes quite a bit, bit of effort um, to not be alone and like 
actively be with other people. So, but I, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy the, the effort that I um, attempt to make and try to make. <laughs> uh, so this movie didn't really appeal to me that much. Although I, I did like connecting the dots at the end when, it, when, um, what's her name again? Ha- Haruki. Uh, the girl on the boat. Y- yes. Uh, that's Michi. No, no, no. Michi. The, the, the computer science. Oh, um, Haru. 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 Yeah. Um, when she references the dots and how n- none of the dots are going to touch. And then she references being lonely and, and that sort of thing. And I, I liked how that whole storyline played out. And I thought it was very sad, but, um, just, I just couldn't, uh, relate to the material. Kyle. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm a little torn between both you guys. Cause I was like Brendan in a lot of scenes and I was just trying to dissect things, but I mean, the, uh, it was apparent that they were going with the whole loneliness theme. And I think it showed a good portrayal of people that are comfortable being alone and by themselves and people that aren't and how that can be a fear to a lot of people for dying alone and being alone your whole life. Um, I mean, I, I like how Kawashima, his character arc, which you kind of touched on earlier, kind of progressed where uh, he was, you know, comfortable being alone until he found somebody. But in a sense, it's almost like a heightened moment when you can find somebody that you enjoy being alone with. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot different than just being alone is being alone with somebody. And um, I think when you find that, that's truly special. And I think he went through that process and then he lost it. And it, I enjoyed it actually quite a bit. I enjoyed the themes that they were doing. And I, I mean, they kind of touched on which if you want to go into this movie was the way ahead of its time where um, <laughs> you could say that, you know, the more we, we're connected, the more we're not with, you know, social media and technology where mm-hmm. I think she said it where, you know, we're all connected to this internet, but we're all alone and away from each other and not around each other. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of things they touch on and I think some things they hit it out of the park, like, you know, the, uh, the progression of somebody realizing what's important to them or, you know, they're, they're, uh, being comfortable with death and, you know, like being alone or, you know, there's a lot they touch on, but I actually enjoyed it. And, um, uh, it was one of the standout reasons why I like the movie. Nice. I, I totally agree. Um, Kyle, I, or sorry, Kyle, um, Brendan, I think you need to watch, um, or I guess both of you guys, I think you guys need to watch Cure or, or if we cover it down the line, cause that, that is, um, like the better film by Kurosawa and it's, uh, it's very heavy in, in its themes. Gotcha. But, I'll, um, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. You know, it is, it's interesting. You said that he was a, a pinky film director, right? Yeah. That was his first film. In, film. Oh, so he only ever did one. Um, because I, this I just knew the first one. Okay, because I was going to say, as 
this is like the complete opposite of a pinky film because there is not a single bit of nudity whatsoever. Can I yes. say on that note, <laughs> can I say that I never thought I would say this, but I'm so glad that I was able to sit through a movie and not see at least one boob. Yeah, it was refreshing. <laughs> like it was pretty refreshing based on the previous movies that we've covered. So I agree. Although we are, we are having a dick renaissance in movies because now like a lot of female filmmakers are, are making things. So we're getting a lot more dicks in movies nowadays, which I'm, I'm okay with that. Hashtag mm-hmm. hang that dong, dude. Nothing should be forced, but if it's necessary for the story, okay. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. All right, um, I'm going to go over some uh, scenes that I wrote down. Uh, Number one, which would be the weakest scare I've ever seen. Woman walks towards man, and that's it. Uh, No, that's actually one of my favorites. Are you talking about the couch? Oh, my God, Brendan, how? Hold on, are you talking about the couch one? Yes, the couch. Okay, no, no, I'm talking about a different one then. Oh, okay. I will say the way that girl... Okay, so I I thought that they were showing the scene in slow motion, but she was walking that way because then it switched to her and both of them in the same shot. And she was still doing the slow motion walk with him, like running towards the couch. But like, it was crazy. Like she wasn't just like walking slow. Like it literally looked like she was in slow motion. Her walk towards the couch was creepy, but the payoff was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Where she just looks over it or something. Yeah, You're like, Oh, it's a beautiful, it's just like a That's normal cool. looking woman. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful woman. That's cool. <laughs> um, terrible scare. Uh, I, I also wanted to cover, lastly, uh, for me, is... Uh, I moved into my kitchen, by the way. Uh, the fall that that woman takes. That is pretty insane. Um, I really want to know how they did that. I because might have been wires? No, I... Th- I he- it I went back and I went back CGI. and rewatched it a couple times. I think it is CGI. Yeah, it has to be. No, it looks so good though. And due to us having technical difficulties for by being the, invaded by specters <laughs> for the third time in a row, uh, this this movie Pulse is really really, really uh, affecting the cast right now. Uh, we're gonna go straight into thoughts and ratings. Cool, right, Brendan. Brendan, give me your thoughts and rating. New blood. Well, New blood. see, whereas Kyle put on the same clothes that he was wearing when we were recording, I have not changed out of my clothes that I was wearing since we recorded. Um, so <laughs> you're like, I took my clothes off. I am naked. <laughs> Just kidding, go ahead. Wasn't that like um, two days ago? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> what happens when you work from home, man? Yeah. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy this movie. I do think it's a horror movie. I think that there's some very unsettling images um, throughout it. The direction is fantastic. Uh, the movie is definitely 30 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it uh, 
it didn't need both stories. It should have either gone with uh, one of the stories or the other. I think that the uh, it should have followed Kawashima and Haru uh, because that was the more interesting one, I think. Um, but overall, this is a very interesting movie. I, I know, Kyle, you asked me, or I, I think you asked me if I would watch it again or something along the lines of that. Yeah. And I don't think that I would, of my own accord, watch this movie by itself again. But I would definitely do a double feature of um, 2001 Pulse and the 2005 Fart Rock Pulse remake. Um, so if I had to give it a numbered rating, because that's what we do, I would probably have to give it a 70. And I'm glad I went first, because I think I stole your number. Mm-hmm. Kyle? Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Um, I agree that it should have stuck to one storyline of the two main characters that Brendan mentioned earlier. It did feel kind of bloated, especially the last half. And I'm actually glad I own this movie. I think it's probably the best. I mean, taking out Perfect Blue, I think it's probably the most well-made movie we've covered so far in the month. I know there's only been three, but um, I I do think it's um, a well-made movie. And I actually really liked the drama in the film and the messages it was trying to deliver the horror parts of it didn't hit so hard for me, but they were like a welcomed addition to the drama, which was a cool added layer. What I, I do want to watch this film again, actually. And I think I'm going to like it even more the second time I watch it. And I like that it's included in my library of aughts, 2000s movies uh, that I own because the visual style of it is um, it's very similar to those other 2000 films that I like like The Ring and stuff and overall I will give this movie a 72% and finally I with no I it didn't have Ian. enough titties in it. I give it a forty. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have enough titties. No, um, I mean I almost perfectly mimic you guys. I just think that um, I have to go a little heavier um, with my rating on the horror aspect of it. Mm. It had practically none. Um, so for that, I think it it uh, has a pretty heavy influence on my on my rating. But it's a good drama. Um, I really liked the message and um, the dynamic between the two um, in that in that story, but uh, um, I think overall, as a horror movie, it does not succeed, and it's definitely the weakest J horror that I've seen. Uh, so for that, I'm going to give hold it on. a hold on before you give your rating. I'm sorry to interrupt. So you're um, I just wanted to get some clarification. So you're you're kind of basing your rating more on the quality of horror in the movie, not the movie as a whole or like how are you factoring in your rating i'm just curious i mean we're a horror podcast like i'm sure. like sure. this is this is ad- advertised as a horror movie 
That's fair. So I think it fails as a horror movie. Well, then in that sense, so does Orgies of Edo. Yeah, um, I agree. Totally with that. different, though. Totally different. Well, that's not a horror movie. There's definitely way more horror elements in that movie. No, not at all. Not at all. You're joking. There's not a single single moment of horror in Orgies of Vito. There's a lot of gore, a lot of... Well, that doesn't doesn't mean horror. (laughs) It is for a lot of people, Brent. Okay. And for this, it did not succeed for me. So I'm going to give it a 65. And with that... This has an official Ruminations of Red Rum rating of 69. So the second movie to get a 69. Cool. Yeah. Kind of, this, kind of movie interesting. Is, this movie has had the opposite effect of a lot of other movies that we've covered. Is It's actually growing on me the more that it sits with me. So uh, I am looking forward to watching it again. I'm glad I own the Arrow video copy as well. And I got it for super cheap, which is a steal. So... I'm I'm excited to watch it again eventually down the road. I don't know when, but when the interest arises, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's a fine watch. Yeah. Um but with that being said, who's ready for some fresh or frozen? Is it much? Is it much? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you, man. Look, I remembered. <laughs> I'm remembering. <laughs> Contestants, are you ready? Brendan at the ready? Yep. Kyle. <sighs> I'm ready. Number one. A historic Southern home's new residents come face to face with a malevolent force. Genre horror. I hate to do this to you this early in the game, but can you repeat? The, the historic Southern Homes new residents come face to face with a malevolent force. Malevolent? Am I saying that right? Malevolent? Yeah, you, yeah okay. you're saying it right. I'm going to say rotten. And it's horror? Just straight horror? Just horror. Yeah, I'm going to go rotten as well. That is correct. Moving on to the next round. Guess the percentage. <laughs> I'm going to go with 53%. I'm going to do the inverse of that and say 35. Oh, one of you is incorrect. And the other is also incorrect. This is 44% rotten. Wow. This <laughs> right, right. We were right in the middle, Brendan. Is it, Did Texas, I is it Texas Chainsaw 3D? It is Tom Elkins... No. Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> is that is that the one that has that like weird cover of the shit coming out of the kid's mouth? That is the first one. Yeah, oh, that's gotcha. That's the first one. That Love one that I actually though. do know. Never seen it. Though. I don't think I've. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think I've seen either of them. It looks like a fart coming out of his mouth, though. That's what I almost <laughs> thought it was. Yeah, it's like ectoplasm. It's really cool. Uh, number two. I almost said the name of the movie. (laughs) A young intern works with a surgeon who wants to use muscle implants to create the perfect athlete. Genre horror, mystery, and thriller. Go rotten. Uh, 
think I'll also go rotten. Yeah, dude, I'm going with my guns on this one. I'm just like, first impulse, boom. <laughs> well, your impulse is? It's correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I know my body, Ian. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's weird, but okay. Guess percentage. 35. 30. I was going to say 36. Oh, okay. I swear to God. <laughs> God, Brennan. I love you so much. 35 and 36. 35 and 36. Yeah. Um, both correct. Ooh. It's, by, it's by seven, right? Yeah. It's by seven. Okay. It is sitting at 42%. Damn. Brendan, you barely made it. Uh, it is Anatomy 2, 2003 horror film directed by Stefan Rizowitzzi. have not God. heard of that either. Brennan, we're so much better at this game than Ian is insane. <laughs> uh, question number three, let's go. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, a paranormal researcher hunts for a cursed house where something terrible happened to a woman and her child long ago. Genre horror. Fresh. Uh, I'm kind of iffy on this one. Can can you repeat that? A paranormal researcher yeah. hunts for a cursed house where something terrible happened to a woman and her child long ago. That's such a generic description that it, like yeah. that covers like hundreds of horror movies that it could literally go either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a part in this where it does distinct itself from a little bit. Okay, then I'll say fresh. Kyle, you're sticking with your fresh as well? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Move on to the next round. Guess the percentage. This one's toughy. This one's a toughy. In the in the words of uh the water boy, sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to go 69, baby. Well, Brendan getting left in the dust. Because <clears throat> Kyle, you're getting the point. Ooh, yay. This is not a cheat. I mean, it's, it's a limited series, Netflix series. Juwan Origins 2020. Audience score, 73%. Never seen. 73%. It was more confusing somehow than the original. Last question. Brendan, you can tie it. And yeah, you can just tie it. And Kyle, you can win it. We are going to go to the next question, which I'm trying to stall for because I closed the app. A single father is puzzled by his daughter's weird behavior, which begins soon after he moves his family to a secluded woodland home. Genre horror, mystery, and thriller. Uh, Can you repeat the question? <laughs> the question? <laughs> <laughs> a single father is puzzled by his daughter's weird behavior, which begins soon after he moves his family to a secluded woodland home. I'm going to go fresh. That's fucking rotten. God damn it. But I'm, I'm sticking with fresh. But it's going to be... Mm, yeah, fresh. Fresh. 
Brennan? Uh, well, due to Kyle's hesitation, I think I will say rotten. Yeah, I think it's rotten, dude. I think Ooh, it Brendan tying yep, it up. Yep, yep, yep. I fucking knew it, man. I had a Guess feeling. the percentage. Oh, so good. <laughs> you can win it. Oh, fuck. Hold on. So if he gets this right, he wins. And if he doesn't, he ties it's it. A tie. yeah, it's a oh, tie. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Everything's I'm going to say... <laughs> <Shut the fuck. laughs> Everything's on the line. No pressure. There. I, uh, I think I'm going to say 30. Is that your final answer? Well, I feel like you're trying to play some mind games now, but yes, I'm, I'm going to stick what with the mind 30. Game be? I don't understand. I'm not trying to do anything. But that is correct, Brendan, oh, taking right. the win here. This is 2009's The New Daughter, starring Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yes, yep. that movie's so bad. It's bad, but it's good, in a way. So Brendan takes this round of Fresh or Frozen. Congrats, Brendan. Well deserved. Well deserved. Thank you. This is like my first time in like three episodes. Yeah, because you actually had some competition. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> so roasted. roasted myself before you could do it, Kyle. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and that being said, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the glitchy, glitch, glitch podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Rum and on Twitter at of Red Rum. That's OF Red Rum. And please subscribe to our iTunes or Spotify and make sure to hit us up with a review and give us that rating if you feel so generous. I've been your host, Ian, with two E's. And you know what, Mike? I, I'm not sure if you're going to enjoy this one, but it, it, would you like this one, guys? Opinions? Uh, I don't know if Mike's ever seen a Japanese movie. Ooh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or he has. We, we might be giving him a little less credit than is due. True. I'm going to say Mike doesn't like dramas, so I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that one. I'm going to agree with that one. I think Origins of Vitos was definitely... His jam, for sure. Hit up his alley, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brendan, the new blood. Uh, in the words of Happy Gilmore's Bob Barker, don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. And Kyle. With the day! Immediately turn off this cast now and play Something in the Way by Nirvana. Thank you. Stay smooth, folks.